Blog Talk Radio. October 21st, 2016, and today I am in a few moments going to bring on the line the wonderful wellness coach Edie Summers, who is a co-Blog Talk Radio host, and let me say at the outset, thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for um, supporting our show today and putting it on the front page. I really appreciate that. I know that we both do. And we love supporting one another here in the Blog Talk Radio community. Um, Both Edie and I have had shows on the air here for quite a long while. We'll ask her in a minute how long her show's been on. But first, I want to introduce her. And I will say my show is nearing its sixth anniversary next week. Um, and I will do a special show on Wednesday, which I always do solo because that's the way I started this show a long time ago. And yes, I will say at the outset, encourage those of you listening to spontaneously start a show. Consider it. Just be yourself because that's what it's all about here. Um, Edie Summers has a new book out called The Memory of Health, My Journey, to Mindful Living and Conscious Consumerism. This is the second show in which we will be exploring topics in Edie's book and also wellness topics surrounding us in our world because a good portion of Edie's book is about exactly that. And Edie has had a lot of experience with wellness topics. She, at the age of 22, had chronic fatigue syndrome, which I know many of you in the audience can relate to after an accident, and many of us can relate to that too, Um, having had some sort of an accident and and having been in physical therapy or having had surgery like Edie did at a young age. And this really awakened her when she was looking for answers, and many of you out there may be looking for answers today, and I hope that you find some or at least begin to explore some more open-minded ways of looking at things because Edie explored the power of mindful living. She started to make some real discoveries about being more conscious in being conscious in what she ate, how she physically went about her, her life, what sort of health solutions she pursued um, in terms of integrating 
different approaches together and really in a beautiful, balanced way. Edie does have a show here on Blog Talk Radio called The Wellness Coach. She is certified as a wellness coach. She's a yoga instructor, and she is pursuing a Ph.D. in health psychology and certifications in functional medicine and clinical nutrition. Um, She is just involved in so many things. Um, She's involved with Well Coaches, which is connected um, with the Institute of Coaching, an affiliate of Harvard Medical School. And her website, which I do invite you to explore, is portlandwellnesscoach.com. And she works with groups and individuals in, in many ways, helping people emotionally and physically. And that's what we're going to talk about today, both emotional and physical wellness, because the two are very much linked, and I am so delighted to bring Edie Summers back onto the show. Welcome back, Edie. Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for that. Just wonderful introduction as always, and it's just always such a joy and pleasure to spend time with you, and I'm looking forward to our chat today. Oh, well, so am I. You know, Edie, those of us who interact with you on social media, I mean, you're just one of those lights in our world. And oh, and I'm just thankful for Likewise. you every day for how you oh. you openly shine your light. And you're vulnerable, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you've shared that you've been through a journey, and we're all dirtying. I mean, especially now, mm-hmm. aren't we? It seems yeah. like oh, there's, we're, we're all carrying, I mean, in this world right now. And maybe this is a good way to start it out, um, just mm-hmm. just very current with what's going on. I think we're feeling it everywhere. Um, This is more emotional. Um, We we don't have to get into the details of this election, per se, except to say (laughs) that it's making the world crazy. (laughs) I mean, I'm getting a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Well, when I'm among, I've had this happen multiple times now, where where even when we're not really talking about it, we're talking, it's... (laughs) We're still talking about, I mean, it's just um, making people that, that normally wouldn't get all upset or stressed that way. And, mm-hmm. and so, so, Edie, <laughs> since we all are seeming to go yeah. through, we're going through this all <laughs> together, and it doesn't matter what your point of view is. I've seen the same mm-hmm. among conservative people I know and very liberal people. It's the same. There's, there's the same um, anxiety. I, I can feel it in my voice Perplex. when I even my blood pressure goes up to even mention it. So, so Edie, what can so we funny. do? What can we do? How do you how do you advise us? And and mm. and how can we also accept who we are in this process mm. of of navigating wow. through this unusual time? <laughs> Wow, those are such great questions, and those are really powerful questions, I think. And actually, Susan, it reminds me of a very dear friend and colleague of mine, Mariko Hirakawa. She was just talking about the election on Facebook, too, and and social media, and she was saying how she had turned it off because she didn't want anything to disturb her peace. And I really loved that comment. And I'm actually, I'm I'm political, like I, even though I don't consider myself an expert in politics by any stretch of the imagination. However, um, I found myself, I couldn't not watch the debate because yeah. I like to, yeah. Me I like too. to imagine, <laughs> yeah, I like to imagine how, how would I respond and, 
you know, it can be an exercise in, you know, I mean, I'm sure being on the public stage like that, what, whatever someone's intentions are, hopefully they're good, um, yeah. is, yeah, I think something that would be challenging for anyone to really, like, say what your opinion is. But at the same time, I think for all of us, like, I think there are two things that stand out for me is, like, I think it's good to know about the world and on every yeah. level as much as you can and be involved and be edu- educate yourself. And that's also true for health and wellness and because the more you know, like, and the more wise you become, like, the more you can attain that peace and wellness. But at the same time, don't let anything steal your peace. I think that's, yeah. um, I think with media, and I mean, I also, I have to say that the, the election did look a little bit like, I was a little bit concerned that it looked like entertainment, the way they were setting it up. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, it looked like a showdown, Almost and I was like, what lightly. is this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know if lightly is the quite the right word, but it's as if they're mm-hmm. accentuating the the things. Of course, you know these the drama. But then again, there are things mm-hmm. that are occurring that are dramatic. I mean, you can't deny right. that some of the That's things true. have That's true. carry drama in mm-hmm. them. But yes, they are definitely mm-hmm. elevating that too. I mean, there's there's mm-hmm. no question that's happening. And I have mm-hmm. been watching, and I'm aware, and you know, my past <laughs> eighties is is I've always been kind of um, a person who listens to people of many different viewpoints. In fact, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. tended to be different things that's where I've been online. In fact, my, my Facebook presence and my writing presence this year has been pretty not political. The one time that I've swayed mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. being political, it seemed to be so upsetting to some people that I felt that um, – <laughs> It, it's it's a mix. It really it is be. a mix because you're you're <laughs> caught in this particular situation between, um, you know, representing what you feel is right mm-hmm. versus attempting yeah. to reach people that may be unreachable if if you you know just totally slam the door. And so I tend mm. to be that way, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm not um, concerned about the situation and mm-hmm. I think that that the biggest problem that a lot of people have on both sides is there is a mix and this is going to seem a odd way of saying it and I want to pose <laughs> this as a question there or is not. a mix <laughs> of ambiguity and clarity there is stark mm, clarity yeah. in some yeah. ways but there's mm-hmm. also right. this aching ambiguity not to say that it, it necessarily <laughs> right. changes what you would do, but mm-hmm. it's, I think where I get the most um, troubled mm-hmm. is when why can't we just all get it out sometimes, you know, and I'm not even doing it, where we just, you know, <laughs> we just kind of say, you know, say yeah, it like there's, it is. There's, there's ambiguity in a lot of places. Ooh, However, there's some real clarity. <laughs> well, I think and, the clarity, that really you know, is yeah, kind of a struggle between for for some of us. It's, it is a, it is interesting. I think that's a really interesting point, Susan, because I think the ambiguity is. I mean, I feel like we need a third party, and mm-hmm. you know, so we can. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but I feel like we need us. Yeah. We need yeah, more we'll voices. So <laughs> I think that but, would probably yeah. clear up some of that ambiguity. But I think you know, these these are politicians and. You know, one can either hope or assume that they're doing their best, and whether or not that's true, 
um, there's, I think, unfortunately, human nature is ambiguous. And I think that it's always also, I think what creates anxiety is looking outside of ourselves for answers. And so I think when we see other people doing things that maybe we don't agree with, um, or that cause us to be uncomfortable, it's always easier, I think, to point the finger as to, you know, and say, hmm, that looks, that feels maybe not so right. Or, gosh, I wish what they were saying were authentic or true, but I don't know for sure. But it always comes back to ourselves, like, how can I, I mean, this is how I feel anyways. The more I am alive and the more I live in this world and the more ambiguity I come across and, you know, the more I feel like whether I don't even know if answers can be, I feel like the the universe becomes more and more mysterious, including human nature, the longer I'm alive. And so I, I find over and over again that all I can really do is, yes, show up, but also work on myself and hope yeah. that that somehow reflects out in in the rest of the world. So, But, of course, I, I would hope that our leaders and people that aspire to be leaders and really have assumed that role and position um, were bringing their best selves to the table and being honest. And, you know, so yeah. <laughs> that would be my yeah, hope. I, I think that, that what – and where this relates to wellness, for me certainly, <laughs> is where yeah. – I, I know it's an election. I know the stakes are high. Mm-hmm. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, However, they are high. It's, Definitely. it's troublesome to me how our collective memory keeps shifting. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, <laughs> and, and we just hmm. can't, yeah. we can't come to terms with, with okay, you know, mm-hmm. here's what's really going on. And, and, <laughs> and um, it, I think that fear is coming into play uh, quite a bit yeah. here. And this is a show yeah. about fear. And all of this <laughs> has to do yeah. with wellness because I know oh, I've watched it. I've watched it with so many people. It's impacting how they seem to be interacting, how they seem to be, even oh, even when we're in yeah. a setting yeah. which has nothing to do with the election. It shows It shows up, and I can just tell it's it's adding to our stress and i think mm-hmm. oh yes what the big question Definitely. is yeah how do we deal with mm-hmm. with ambiguity how do we deal in with our that? lives or even mm-hmm. even stark yeah. clarity both you know anything that's troubling <laughs> um mm-hmm. and and yeah. okay. stay on the path of balance and and wellness mm-hmm. what like what can yeah. yoga provide you're a yoga instructor and, and Ooh, even healthy oh, I was nutrition just about this. all of it yeah yeah well I so I yours. so I love how you I love <laughs> I love how you brought it those are I think those are really insightful questions Susan and I love how you brought it to yoga too and I mean really yeah. it's um so I learned this in when I was studying counseling and counseling psychology is you know that we have I mean, yes, I think fear is huge, and it's it's the primitive part of our brain. And unfortunately, some people are, especially maybe politicians, but also advertisers, are really good at um, kind of speaking to that part of ourselves, um, the more reptilian part of our brain. So, And if we're not, if we haven't sort of taken control ourselves through practices like yoga and and maybe um, a practice of mindfulness and and being dedicated to our health and well-being in a really in a in a good way, like in a not in a way that like means that says that I should be doing this, but more like right. this just makes me feel better. And also, the yeah. point is that it helps. It helps you when you adopt practices like yoga, 
and other things um, that are like healthy lifestyle practices, it, it helps you be more resilient. And it also helps you to be more mindful and it helps you to step out of that um, reptilian brain and that, that fear-based thinking. And it also doesn't, it's, it allows you to respond to stress um, yeah. in a more positive and resilient way so that you're not affected by as much by all these different stressors that are, that are coming at you, coming through you. Um, it's, you know, stresses, stressors are everywhere and it's, are, it's how we respond to them, whether it's politics or environmental toxins or maybe negative thoughts or fear. It's how we respond to them and, and really respond to stress in a positive way. And yoga is really great for this. I was just thinking about this, actually, I think it was uh-huh. yesterday uh-huh. or maybe this morning, that yoga helps you to respond to stress more posit- positively. It helps you to create a stronger body that. And when you have a stronger body, and this is any type of yoga, whether it's just deep breathing or a mind, a mental space or a mind space, it's like the coming, like having an orientation toward life, like coming from a peaceful place. That can be yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, when you come, when you're so when you're creating a more resilient body, but also it helps you create a more resilient mind, and that also helps you to um, buffer the effects of fear and stress and also reinterpret them. So, and that's, you know, there's, yeah. we could go far into that, but yeah, I've, I found that yeah, to be we true. Could probably so. de- one <laughs> of these days, since, since I'd love to have you um, come back again to this show, we may do a whole show on mm-hmm. yoga. I, I mm. um, will be honest with, with my audience in the sense I <laughs> talked about yoga some time ago. My, my yoga mm-hmm. practice in terms of going to class has lapsed. Um, I haven't quite found yeah. the right kind of yoga, and for various cir- mm-hmm. circumstantial reasons. But that doesn't mean yeah. that it doesn't exist. Um, right. When when right. I walk, I sometimes will do very, very simple yoga in nature. Some of it is so I simple. That. I Even I can remember it <laughs> and, oh, and because yeah. I didn't oh, get yeah. very far. Oh, I didn't yes. get so far that I became an expert, you know, or even mm-hmm. close. I was totally mm-hmm. a beginner. And so... But it's true that I notice even just assuming some very simple, the most basic of poses, I immediately Mm -hmm. notice I start breathing um, and Mm -hmm. and when I wasn't Mm -hmm. before. And, And so even as a beginner, and it's something that I think we're all on the path or to our own wellness and whatever path it takes. And, you know, there may be people out there who, who have only dabbled in yoga a little bit or, um, you know, they may have various physical issues that make it a little bit challenging for them or whatever. But mm-hmm. I will say yeah. that even the basics have helped me, and and oh, so I, I connect yeah. to that very much. Mm, I love that, Susan. And it, it it is, it can be just, it's even just the, you know, beginning a pose like you were saying or just it's tapping into your breath and, Tapping yeah. into the power of your breath and being more mindful with it, and and feeling that breath move through you, and it it mm-hmm. improves your chi and prana, and then all of a sudden you're in a different space. And well, it's yeah. not all of a sudden; it's it's because of, of the intention to be that way. And and yoga yeah. is really just the the name that we that we give it. So yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that you do simple poses and you know while you're walking. It's 
just adds to the just, meditative yeah, when, value when of I'm it. Able to, yeah. When I'm able to yeah. find a quiet space. Um, yeah. But I will say this. I will say this. I notice not being in a class. There is something to being mm. in a group yeah, and doing definitely. it is important. Yeah. And I, I definitely yeah. notice it. Um, mm. And and we're all yeah. we're all learning every day. And and I think that that mm-hmm. by not having it right now, it's teaching me the value of having it. <laughs> mm, I <laughs> love that. So That's often. so great. Isn't that the way yeah. it is in life? <laughs> uh, the yin and yang. It, and it is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. And. I so appreciate you saying that, Susan, and it it is that group energy, and it is like tapping into practicing with other people. I find it so therapeutic, and, you know, of course, you want to find a teacher in a class that you feel comfortable with and where you don't feel like there's any competition, and there's no competition with other people or yourself, and, of course, that's that really comes down to, to mindset, but it, some classes are you obviously feel more comfortable than others. And, and then it mm-hmm. just becomes, to me, it's just pure therapy. And it's also tapping into like that collective group energy and, you know, that the power of the collective consciousness, which is, is more powerful than any individual consciousness in my experience. So, Yes, yes. And, you know, I think that, that one thing that um, those of us who are just beginning to explore, and we're practically, we won't talk too long on yoga, but it's important. It's just <laughs> important. It's that just discovering, you know, we can, when we're new to it, it, it can yeah. be hard for you to know, you know, what do different types give to you. And that's why I think this would mm-hmm. be a good yeah. topic for, for another show. But I think that as a beginner, mm-hmm. that's part of it. It can be a little overwhelming, like, well, maybe okay. this one yeah. didn't really work, but how do I know, you know, where others may, you know, because you don't, mm-hmm. I mean, sure, you could mm-hmm. go get a book and, and read, you know, here, go online and read the different kinds, but to to really learn and know, I mean, I know in my case, mm-hmm. more meditative, anything that, if it's a quick class, that's probably not going to work for me, you know, if it's real, mm-hmm. um, like the YMCA quick yoga for fitness type thing. It has to have <laughs> the meditation component mm-hmm. in yeah. it or it isn't so going to work for me. I know that because mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that that part. Oh, I do too. I do too. I I would say, you know, if you, if you can find that place, you know, um, where you don't feel – like too shy or just find that place of courage and go try out some of the different classes and approach it as fun and, and see yeah. what clicks. And then also, I mean, there are so many um, practices online as well now. Like there's my yoga online, there's Gaia. Gaia. Um, there's, I mean, there are so many, you can go on YouTube and find someone to uh-huh. practice with and see, just explore it, have fun with it, and see if anything clicks. Because when it clicks, that's like when you're, that's gold. You know, because yeah. then that's that's yeah. where you find that transformation. And, and it doesn't have to be yoga. I mean, I'm a big fan of mind-body mm-hmm. fitness. Like, I also love, like, Tai mm-hmm. Chi and Qigong. And obviously mm-hmm. there's just, there's meditation. And it's it's really, I think, it's like what's what what are the tools, that transformative tools that are going to work for you and help you, like, go to the next level and also just enjoy life more and really get the most out of it. I think that's, that's really what it comes down to. I really, I really feel that I'm being led down this path. I know what spirits up to. (laughs) It tricks me a lot of times. This show, this show, I mean, almost everything I've done to, to Mm. help other people to get the word out about something, it's helping me Mm. so much because I'm learning and that's been the truth of this show. And I feel like one of the things mm. that probably is coming mm. next is helping to facilitate bringing 
you know, some teaching into the community more oh, um, of things yeah. I need to I learn, that. you know. Mm, and, that's and always so, true for all of us. Um, <laughs> I know. Isn't it true? And, and it's fun <laughs> how spirit yeah. works that way. And it's wonderful, yeah. too. I mean, because you so, yeah. feel like you're radiating outward. And, and it mm, also yes. makes it seem like, you know, those of us who are so-called teachers, you know, if you want to say that we are, um, we don't know everything. I mean, we're learning, too. Oh, we're yeah. expanding. Definitely. I'm still, oh. after all these years, I'm still expanding mm. outwards from my upbringing as an evangelical and being a very kind mm. of fear-based person and at, at mm. one time. And, and that's why mm. I have a show about fear. And I'm still mm. learning to be in more wow. peace too, and but with oh. great success, I have found, oh. you know, over the years more so. Oh, absolutely! I I feel like you're a shining light, Susan, and I'm just so grateful to know you. And I think you're doing an amazing job, um, you know, spreading the word and also helping people explore. And I think it's you know we can we can explore fear, but then I think it's also great to explore like you know, light, explore light and mm-hmm. spirit and, mm-hmm. and like the, mm-hmm. the opposite of like, what is the opposite of fear? Like, I love how you phrase that. You frame it. I love how you frame it. The frontier yeah. beyond, yeah. beyond fear. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite that, the frontier. <laughs> it, 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 There's so it much. Is. And yeah. I feel like as you begin to expand, I mean, my own life to me, and you mm-hmm. know it within yourself. I mean, you can only, mm-hmm. you're your own proof to yourself. I often, mm, yes. because you know it, you True. can feel it. Yeah. You can feel you can. how you feel healed. And mm-hmm. and you don't always yeah. feel perfect. I mean, yeah. I started this show not claiming to be totally calm, but it's still <laughs> better. When I, mm. when I think back mm. to what life used to be, you know, I sometimes will think, gosh, I, I couldn't have dealt with this very well or that. And, and that's mm-hmm. it. It helps you navigate. Mindfulness helps us navigate. Now, oh, here's a topic absolutely. that I know absolutely. you know a lot about. <laughs> and okay. it's one where I really need to grow. I'm honest okay. about that, too. Is <laughs> in terms of nutrition and those mm-hmm. of us who okay. are setting the intent to to do better and better yes. in, that, in that area. And mm-hmm. I wonder okay. if you could enter into that for us, Edie, as to sure. how um, what we put in our bodies really impacts how we feel. Okay. Well, I just thank you so much for that great question. And, yeah, it's um, – okay, so this has been a, a huge journey for me. And so, like you were mentioning in the beginning, I, I did develop chronic fatigue after surgery. Um, and then I want to give some background, though. Before that, I struggled with, I would say, a very mild eating disorder, so before I ever had to think about food, and I, I know I told you this a little bit before when you're interviewing me, but this is, I think, really hopefully helpful to people to it like is. sort of maybe it. look at food. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe yeah. to look at food and nutrition from a different angle. So when yeah. I was younger, I was I was a dance. I used to be a dancer, and there was a lot uh-huh. of pressure to look a certain way. And I think as a result, I developed an eating disorder. And I think this is actually very common with people who are in the dance world. And it's actually very common for, for people in general, women and men, especially with our culture. There's so much pressure to look this certain way, which is, it doesn't even exist. I mean, it's, it's an airbrushed ideal that doesn't even exist. So we're really chasing phantoms. Um, yeah. So I developed an eating disorder. And so I had a very poor relationship with food, and it was very stressful. 
and it was definitely fear-based and it was all yeah. you know I mean it's you know when you have an eating disorder it's very like um, you're not looking at food as, as something that that fuels your body and gives it that life force it's uh-huh. it's like this it's like power and control and it's like yeah it's I mean and I, I don't like to think about it too much because it was very depressing for me and very hard yeah. um, and yeah. it took me a long time to get over it however when I had the ski accident and I developed chronic fatigue and had surgery, um, I still had that, that problem, I would say, for a while. However, my, my focus started to shift because my, my, my concern and my focus became, how do I get more energy? And to make a long story short, over, I would say, you know, the next couple decades, I have you know, in a in a very holistic way, learn to make peace with my body and also make peace with food and nutrition. Yeah. And for me, and I'm not perfect, um, but the the demons of the eating disorder don't haunt me anymore. I don't obsess about food anymore. I don't think about eating it or not eating it. For me, the primary, most, the focus most of the time now is how can I feel good? What's going to raise my vitality, whether that's related to nutrition or not? And if I catch myself, like for instance, a lot of, you know, for me, I've noticed that like sugar really drains my energy. And so I, first of all, I try not to buy it. And if I find myself buying it, you know, the, the subconscious parts of our brain are really strong. And yeah. it's, and there's, you know, we can either fight it or just sort of, make peace with that part of ourselves and, you know, and, and accept ourselves and, and forgive ourselves for like when we, you know, sometimes I'll find myself buying something that I know isn't good for me. And I, my, my new tactic is to, I try not to buy it. And if I do, then I might have a bite or a piece of it. And then I give it to my roommate and he, you know, he loves, you know, sweets and chocolate and it doesn't seem to affect uh-huh. him. So that's my new strategy. And I, but I try not to buy it in the first place, but I also try not to, I, I try not to beat myself up for, you know, it's, I think having a holistic relationship with your body and food is, it's a primary relationship. It's one that's none of us, it's not going to go away for any of us, you know, because we all have to eat to sustain life. And I, I hope, I mean, it's, this is a huge topic, Susan. I hope that I can okay. give people some, some type of hope that you can change your relationship with food and nutrition. And I think the first thing is to to not beat yourself up for how you currently, what your current relationship is with food and, and be loving toward yourself. And, um, and just if something, if you eat something or, you know, whatever the situation is, like let it go and then start fresh and start new. And also, for me, what works is to focus on what is the most important to me. So for me, that's vitality and energy. So I don't obsess about things that I do or don't do anymore. I just remember my focus and what's important to me. I hope yeah. that helps. So. Yeah. Oh, it, it yeah. does. And, and I will honestly say a couple things about sugar. First of all, it's been in the news lately. Well, okay, first a personal thing. I won't say the thing in the news. Before before it was ever in the news about how they suppress. Well, okay, I'll say a little bit about it. How they suppress. There was a story how they suppressed the sugar industry. Oh, I remember that. Oh, yeah. The studies 
that it impacts your heart. I mean, when did Mm -hmm. we ever hear that it impacts your heart? I still remember, Mm -hmm. you know, when they started introducing things like um, snack wells, (laughs) which tasted hideous, (laughs) you know. It's like horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) You know, but they they put all these sugary things out (laughs) that were low fat, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Because it was fat that was the, the demon. And nobody right. eats those anymore. Yeah. I hope they don't eat those. Those should have gone out of business a long time ago. <laughs> They're really bad. But there was mm. this this yeah. illusion that that was okay. And my right. personal sugar story, and mm. this is a very Pacific Northwest <laughs> thing. When I oh, used okay. to, when I came back to the office, and actually I would I telecommuted here for many years, where I would be in Kansas and oh. I would come back here, and oh, wow. I worked in a high tech company. Um, yeah, it was a cool arrangement. And then I came back and actually worked in the <laughs> office for a while. Well, we had a latte cart. Okay. Not only did we have a latte cart, we had a oh muffin yeah. cart in the morning. We had a cookie cart oh. in the afternoon. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> and, oh. and, yeah. So tempting. Well, yeah. obviously, you know, I did not. I didn't always succumb. It's not like I constantly had muffins and cookies. But I will say, <laughs> my taste for sugar. This is what I want to get at. Oh, yeah. I had mm-hmm. a okay. taste for yeah. sugar. Well, yeah, there came sure. a point yeah. when I realized, and this—I don't know when this happened. Um, it was reasonably <laughs> recently, within the last few years, where I said, you know what? I need to start just cut, just cut it in the coffee and the tea because I like tea and coffee that that's sweeter or i used to mm-hmm. this is the key yeah and so i just started mm-hmm. cutting it yeah. down i wasn't really being mm-hmm. coached i wasn't going to someone who said you know hey you got it i wasn't seeing a nutritionist or anything you know mm-hmm. i just yeah. felt what if i just cut it back and i started to do it and i will tell you there came a point where i wasn't in a position to be getting lattes all the time i wasn't near them and you know if i go to the airport and I give myself a treat. I just did this, I don't know, it's been a while, though. It's been some months where I was at the airport, and I think it was when I went to L.A. in February, that long ago. I bought myself a vanilla latte that I used to like. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, it's so sweet. So sweet. You know, and then yep. it's suddenly sickeningly <laughs> sweet. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. think you yeah. really do yeah. train yourself. And I thought without any coaching, without reading thousands of books or, you know, I haven't mm-hmm. even had that many nutritional experts on this show, just just common sense, yeah. I've right. adjusted what I think is sweet. Mm. Now, I still do use some. And I've recently learned, like I used to think sugar in the raw, like if you use just a little sugar in the raw, that was okay. But mm-hmm. then I read somewhere, that's not very, that's not good for you either. And mm. not really. Yeah. And, and and so it's, it, a, it's a process. Yeah. It's a process. It's a process. But my personal, and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, well, ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Well, I was just well, going to say gonna, my personal thing is that, that, you know, weaning does help. I guess that's oh, absolutely. just that very basic oh, Susan, thing. Absolutely. You can kind of, um, yeah, you can titrate it. And it's, I think it is amounts because anything in large amounts can be toxic to your body. And it's also, I love how you just sort of um, over time weaned yourself off of it. And that works, I think, physically for sure. Um, like, because it, I think sugar can be very addictive. But then also what really I think is standing out for me is, and I think this is, you know, so true for a lot of people. Like you were talking about how you did this all on your own because, I mean, think about it. Like this is what made you feel good. It actually made yeah. you feel better, right? Like if you weren't. Yes. And that's yes. that's really the key because um, 
yeah, because it's, you know, we can get so caught up in, oh, I should be doing this or not doing that or if I if I got coaching or you know help, then they could t- they could tell me they could somehow help me to do this. And it really you know this is also true for smokers. They wrote a book about this. Um, it's called Change for Good. And uh-huh. you know most of most people that have quit smoking have done it on their own. And it's it's a process. Like you just you keep trying until first of all you have to figure out the strategy that works for you. But then also something I've really noticed with people in terms of making positive changes, like healthy lifestyle choices and changes, is when you focus on the very simple concept of doing what feels good. So it's not what's right or wrong, it's what feels good. And, you know, some people could argue, well, cocaine feels good or, you know, heroin feels good, but it generally speaking, and sugar, or, you know, sugar sugar is, has been compared to heroin, actually, because of the way it's processed. Um, and it also it is considered an anti-nutrient. However, even in small amounts, like I have, a, I almost have like a, a, you know, there are different types of sugar, and my body knows the difference. And very, very refined white sugar, my body essentially rejects it. Now I can, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I have a, I have a strong physical reaction to it, and it doesn't make me feel good. You know, that's the bottom line. Now, can I eat? I eat sugar in the raw sometimes. Some, sure, I use a lot of stevia. That works for me. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. maybe you know maybe other you know sweeteners um but i i try to limit them but not not to deprive myself but because i feel better so i just i really love how you were kind of just you know painting this picture for like the natural evolution and process of how we can adopt more healthy habits naturally you know um just just as a process of well tuning in the, the- the irony of this, too, and maybe some people <laughs> out there feel this way, is when we don't mm-hmm. know how well we're going to adjust, we can mm-hmm. sometimes yeah. actually be resistant to having a coach. Oh, you know, I don't. I would oh. have been hesitant <laughs> to go get a nutritionist who told me, you know, do this or that. Um, do that and I also yeah. had the the motivation, but I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. It's just that we kind mm-hmm. of are naturally sometimes reluctant to be in a situation where, where um, you know, we're going to be told to, to do things. Uh, oh, sometimes oh, absolutely. Easier. And so absolutely. that's a question for you. Is that is that yeah. an, an illusion about yes. nutritional coaching? Because we tend to think it's going to yes. be like going, you know, I went to a, a fitness <laughs> um, trainer once. Yeah. And they practically uh-huh. killed me. I mean, I'm sure they helped me, but it was really hard. I was sore all the time. And and so you think oh that's what God. it's going to be like. But what is it really like? How do you it's meet really, people okay. where they are? <laughs> yeah. There, I love, Susan, I just another really great question. So actually coaching um, is, is not supposed to be – the coach is not supposed to tell you what to do, actually. If they're doing uh-huh, that, to uh-huh. be honest, they're actually either not trained or they're doing it wrong. Um, and, uh-huh. it's, I mean, sometimes, yes, like a coach might try to motivate you that way. And, um, but uh-huh. in general, coaching um, in the truest sense is, is meant to be your ally and is supposed yeah. to help you uncover your um, commitment and, and feel empowered and make those changes yeah from your own your own motivation and own inspiration and not from someone like i.e. a coach telling you what to do. So it's actually I mean coaching is based on many different practices and it, it you know it pulls from nonviolent communication and counseling and about fifteen or sixteen other disciplines and but it's and it can be very um I think therapeutic and effective 
but with a, a highly trained coach and also a highly skilled coach, I would say, and talented coach, um, you know, if they're telling you what to do, then it's that's that's not the right that's not the right coach. It's actually not even really coaching. It's an illusion. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's, it's, it's to human think nature. That all Teresa. coaches are that way. It's an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's not good coaching. Uh, that that would. It's not really be not. Good. It's it's not mm-hmm. coaching. You know, I can't um, help. It might but be in make, sports. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. That's, that's maybe probably in sports coaching. Some of it. <laughs> I think, and and I know we've got a variety of listeners today because um, mm-hmm. of, okay. that's the way it is when they're coming in. I mean, we're right next to like um, a really conservative show on on the main page of Blog Talk oh. and different things. So I know people listening, okay. and this is true. And I love yeah. reaching out to listeners from all backgrounds. And I will yeah, say, absolutely. having been raised. With this notion, as you were talking, I couldn't help but think of this analogy. I was mm-hmm. raised with the notion of a God, which basically mm-hmm. you okay. were told, if you didn't do good, you know, here's your consequence, right? And so that's mm-hmm. supposed to be the okay. motivator. I mean, like the strongest of authoritarian um Right. Um, controls yeah. in terms of what you're supposed to do. Mm. Whereas okay. what you're saying in terms of coaching, and this is general for life in terms of our relationship mm-hmm. with the divine, which we can shift mm-hmm. into a little bit, an important mind, body, and spirit, is, yeah. um, is knowing in your heart that this mm-hmm. is how I want to be. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to this is how you should be or else. Yeah. There's, Very there's different. a huge yeah. difference. And it even brings us back mm-hmm. to the beginning of this show that some of the things that are going on in our society, when I observe the degree of wounding that has gone oh, on yeah. in certain communities, yeah. is that mm-hmm. is that sometimes mm-hmm. people lose sight of what feels right in my heart in terms of, yeah. of how I want to yeah. be, how I want to act, how I want to treat yeah. other people, how I want to be accepting, not because I'm told you're supposed to do this or, you know, or somebody may be telling you to, to do something really harsh, you know, we're told to do this, yeah. you know, that's where some really horrible things have happened in our world. But, but knowing yeah. in your heart and it, it, it goes knowing into everywhere. It goes into mm-hmm. eating. It goes into mindfulness. It goes mm-hmm. into how, how I it really does. would like to explore yoga more. It goes into, you know, just mm-hmm. every aspect of what does your heart say? Yes. Oh, Susan, such a great point. And I think it's so true. Yeah, we're very trained in many capacities, I think, to, um, yeah, either have an out external uh, source of, of power and motivation. And also even internally, I think we're we're much more focused, at least in the West, on um, thinking, like what we think, um, what we think we should be doing. Um, wherever that motivation comes from, and yeah, shifting to your heart is. I mean, I, I really did see. There's some great, so many amazing teachers out there, and I see some new teaching now. I mean, the the um, let's see, Heart Math, like the Institute for Heart Math, mm-hmm. is is definitely mm-hmm. talking about the power of the heart, and I see other teachers also talking about this. That you know, spiritual teachers, that when you shift to coming from your heart. I mean, I really do feel, first of all, you're, so you're not thinking about what you should be doing. It's, it's, it's shifting to feeling. So feeling yeah. like how, how, do I, how do I feel, how do I want to be in this world and how would it feel to be coming from my heart? And your heart has, I mean, it has more neurons in your brain and it's, um, it's an incredible energy center and it produces, you know, 
a tremendous amount of energy every day. And I think to make that shift, I think that's one of the most important shifts that any of us could be making. And it's and it really is coming from an, an internal place of um, power as well. It's not to say that you can't be connected to a hair source, and maybe that is the way that you're you know, ultimately yeah. Yeah. authentically yeah. connected, I wonder, because um, there is a huge disconnect, though, and I think it's because we're disconnected from our heart energy. I do feel that. Yes, yes, yes. And and certainly it's been a topic that I've had people on this show that, that have certainly explored it. Um, one I can't help mm-hmm. but mention is like Baptiste de Pop, who, who wrote oh. and did this movie, The mm. Power of the Heart, which is beautiful. Oh, wow. And, mm. But it really, you know, it's a matter, and actually that's a whole topic in itself, how our heart is very mm-hmm. physical and real, that yes. we don't think yes. about it. At, that it has some pretty magical qualities physically that it influence does. us spiritually. And that's a whole other topic, too, which we covered. Is, but yeah. I, I yeah. think that that where this, you know, in this short amount of time we have to talk is, you mm-hmm. know, when it comes to this notion of thriving, um, yes. if we are not yeah. allowing ourselves to be connected to that place, of what, mm-hmm. what you know, you just know, that place of knowing, mm, you know. Yeah. There's just that. And it's not the mind mm-hmm. so much. It, and it can, it can go into very detailed things like, you know, how are you going to vote, for example. I mean, sure, it influences mm-hmm. that. How am I going to live? How am I going to vote? How am I going to love? How yeah. am I going to yeah. be? Um, how are you going to be? Yeah. But, yeah, how are you going to be? And, and mm, it seems right, like you, Edie, have... I mean, you're exploring this and sharing from your own life this way, and mm-hmm. and and it can be very vulnerable too. It's both, you know. It doesn't yeah. mean we're all like masters of perfection, wandering around, you know, with our perfect <laughs> lives. Or not? Can you imagine? No. It's, 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 well, what would the world look like? Hmm. But so anyway, I, I just want to um, let you reflect on that some more. Uh, well, I and I just think I think they are connected. I think when you come from living from your heart, this has been a huge lesson for me. Um, Suzanne, and also I think learning to live more mindfully, like being more present, has been a real challenge for me. And so, you know, facing a chronic condition, I don't like to use that term, but um, having a health yeah. challenge forced me to go there it, or it, it invited me to go there. Yeah. So I would say being more present and then also being more vulnerable, which um, which is coming from your heart, I believe. Those have been my two biggest challenges and also my greatest gifts. So, and my, yes. you know, my biggest teachers, and I've also, but I've also had the, I've, I've received the most reward from those two practices in my life. You know, the practice of being more mindful and being more present and really tuning in to what my body needs in the moment in order to, to feel as good as I can in the moment. And, and that translates into more better moments and better days and better months and years and then also living from my heart and allowing myself to be vulnerable um, has also helped me to relax more. And also, so that creates what's called the relaxation response in your body. So for people with that really suffer from stress or pain or fatigue, um, when you can tap into the, what's called the relaxation response, which is the opposite uh-huh. of the stress response, uh-huh. Um, I believe that being able, whatever allows you to feel that you can be vulnerable and relax and feel safe. You know, when you're coming from your heart, I would say that's 
that makes you safe automatically. And it that seems very, you know, counterintuitive, especially in this world, but that's also what we need more of. And that's also, I believe, what our our bodies and our minds and our hearts and our souls need is, is to come from that place. And ironically, that is the safest place, um, is to be open and to be vulnerable and to, to, you know, be love and share love and just be, like you were saying. It's We're very focused on performance, um, you know, I mean, you can't always perform, whether that's externally um, in terms of, you know, culturally or your job or personally or however that is, or even with your body, like if your body is facing some type of, you know, health challenge, you can't always get your body to perform the way that you want it to. So if you shift, though, to just being, then that relaxes your body and then coming from your heart and trusting both your body and the universe and yourself, all three of them, then that's, I find, and that's when things have really shifted and then always practicing on being mindfully present. Those have been my greatest gifts. Yes, yes. Gosh, you're so telepathic because I was just going to ask you about <laughs> trust. Oh, of course, we all are. Telepathic, we all are really. Telepathic. Well, we're all connected because I was going to ask you about trust. Um, is, is where does mm. trust come into play? And right um, then you said we need to trust the universe. And I think that, that, yeah. that to me that's that's always wonderful when we feel connected in that way and you know Edie mm-hmm. there's so many things in the world that do tell us what we should do and mm-hmm. I've had this yeah. experience and I'm sure people who are listening can relate to this where we think <laughs> that we need to do this or that you know well you know uh-huh. because these are things we've been taught like in this situation right. you know you're supposed to do this you know maybe we hear the voices of parents or teachers or whoever might be a voice mm-hmm. from our past yeah. telling us, you right. know, this is what you need to do. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is, is then, so you'll say, okay, you might even get around that and say, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, that's what I'm going to do, that's what I'm going to do, that's, that's what, although what you're really saying is this is what I should do. And then it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the thing, and you think, gosh, I really then it doesn't happen you know, anyway. and thought that that was going to be okay. Oh I was going down that path. So funny. And then all of a sudden you realize, wait a second, wait a second. That's not what I really wanted. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not really yeah. what would be good for me. Even, yes. even more than what you really want, because that can get mm-hmm. tricky. Sometimes you don't get what you think you really want, but you get what would be really good for you, which yes, is very that's subtle. That's true, I believe. Um, but I that's actually that, yeah. what you really want. <laughs> <laughs> is what would be good for you. Hmm, uh, that's that interesting. The paradox. Yeah. It's, I have noticed true. that. And so, yeah. <laughs> and, and and so I guess how do I form this in a question? Is that, um, and maybe it's just another thing to reflect on because it's fun to talk mm-hmm. with you this way, is, um, yeah, it's just, um, it's just how, again, we come to peace. Um, and and yeah. imperfectly it can seem, yeah. but perfectly so, um, mm. to to yeah. these things we might think. Well, why didn't that happen? Why you know? And then it's like, mm. oh yeah, oh that's why. That wouldn't be good. Oh my gosh, you know, this is yeah. better for it's... me. This is I'm growing or or whatever. So there's oh gosh, I just I love this. I love that question, Susan. I mean, there's a really there's a great quote around this. I can't remember the whole quote. But it's it's really shifting focus from your life being plot-driven, which so many of us are, like focusing on results and like the story, like what's going to happen. The drama. You know, and that's really, 
the, the drama. drama. It's, it, yeah, it, it's being focused on. It's future focused, and it, it takes you out of the present moment. And that's that's yeah. really all we have. And I really believe that your peace lies in the in your breath, and in the present moment, and and being at peace with what is right now. And and that you know that gets into self acceptance and self love. And I mean, really, this is you know in Buddhism, this is this is we're talking about like. You know, the absence of suffering is um, sort of, you know, dropping, resisting what is, and then you're left with, hopefully, peace and your breath again. And it's a practice, you know, and it's, um, you know, Buddhism is, I mean, I, I love it, and I've I've studied it a little bit, and in counseling we did study it in terms of mindfulness, and I, I find so much peace in knowing that I'm okay. I mean, here's the thing, too, is yeah. that I, I find peace in my yeah. breath. I find peace in the present moment, like deeply, deeply in the present moment. So Jeff Foster addresses this. This is like one of his gifts is just being present and going, you know, instead of there being like a future, it's just going deeper and deeper into the present moment. That's Jeff Foster, and that's, I mean, he's just brilliant at talking about it. And, you know, yeah. that's also, I believe, that that's where mystery lies, not only peace, but mystery and the universe and ourselves yeah. in the universe, ourselves as the universe, you know, we're so resistant, I think, to not only suffering, but also resisting, I think, joy. And I think when oh, you yeah. are able to, isn't that, you know, I think, I think there is a fear of, of joy. And I, so I love, you know, that your show and your purpose I feel like focuses on what is that frontier beyond fear like I mean I I'm thinking it might be joy <laughs> and you know and just allowing yourself and maybe bliss yeah. and how do we how do we allow ourselves to truly be present and give ourselves that gift so that we can explore what life could really look like you know without having without it being plot driven you know yeah. and it's so hard I think yeah. it's so hard for all of us however you know, we've been doing life that way for a long time, and it's is it is it really working? I mean, we you know if we come back to politics and kind of like the, you know, kind of that unstable ground. I think that a lot of us can feel like you know what would give us a sense of more peace, you know, both individually and collectively. Uh, you know, is it the breath? Is it being more present? Is it being more joyful? You know, is it rela- Is it allowing ourselves to feel more connected to ourselves and one another and you know, I think story's great. I mean, I, you know, we all relate to stories. I mean, you and I are creating a story right now, in a sense, by chatting. Yeah. But it's it's also not being attached to it and just enjoying enjoying that moment and then letting it go and then letting the next one come, just like your breath. And, um, you know, I think when it comes to health and well-being, I think a lot of times, you know, whether it's nutrition or food or sugar or weight or yoga or anything, you know, you know, instead of looking at it as a storyline, that's something that we have to be involved in or that we are trying to create. You know, I think it's great to create your present and future and create a positive future, but at the same time, I think I find what's most important is just creating a positive present and just going from there, you know, and, and diving deep into that. And that's my, you know, that's my current gift and challenge, so. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, I couldn't help but yeah. think as you were saying this, and, and I'm having this experience, and I've observed you having it. I've observed it in a lot of people in the spiritual community. There can be yeah. a tendency in our world to suggest 
that you can't be joyous in certain situations. Like, how could you be happy when that's happening or this is happening? And yet the funny thing is, is you can find joy. I I still will never forget when I had a very dear, this happened last year, someone very close to me that was in the hospital. And I found, I had some pretty amazing experiences through that experience that was very frightening. Mm, And, and yet, you know, I found joy in looking at the woods. The hospital happened to be yeah. um, in an area near um, the the Oregon Forestry Center, you know, very dense woods and things. There were woods near it, and you could see the woods mm-hmm. from the window of the room. And yeah, yeah. It raised my spirits so much just sitting there. And yeah. then I was able to help more. I was able to be mm-hmm. a better caretaker <clears throat> because I was able to find that peace and joy even in a sterile hospital environment where I was being there night and day for somebody. Um, And Mm. so to me that was such a huge example. And I'm not saying I did this perfectly. There were some really scary moments. There were. But I still, it helped. Mm. And yet, you know, the world might tend to say, well, how can you even find that kind of situation, you know, why are you even paying attention to the woods outside the window? And yet that's what you need to do. I mean, that, well, that's it helps how you, you oh, absolutely. find yourself. Yeah. It, find, it gives you that peace. And, I mean, anything that's going to give you help you be more resilient, even in difficult times, is is crucial, I believe. And um, anything that gives you that upper edge. And it also, I mean, physically, you know, it changes your neurotransmitter profile that's and your it. Um, yeah, it, it creates those um, neurochemicals of, of well-being. So when you're tapping into that natural joy and bliss that I believe is is everywhere. And, I mean, nature sort of operates on play. And, I, you know, it is, I mean, yes, this is a, there are a lot of challenging things going on. There's no question about it. But then also, there are also some amazing, there are a lot of amazing things going on. And, you know, we do have to be honest with ourselves about what our focus is, I think. And this is, I, I do believe this is a, a challenge for us both individually and collectively is to is. to find that courage to shift our focus. Um, it's not to deny that there are, you know, difficult um, and challenging and, you know, fear-based um, actions and thinking going on. That's not to deny it. But if right. that's our if that's our focus, you know, then then that's it's that's gonna, our reality too. That's going to expand. It's going to deplete yeah. us. Yes. And now it does, I want to say it really does quick, deplete you. Yes. It does. We're we're kind yeah, of racing to the end of the live show. As okay. I'm apt to say when we're racing towards <laughs> okay. the end. I just want to say to the live audience really fast, and then I'm going to okay. let you talk about your details. Is the next show is um, <laughs> next Tuesday. Um, October 25th at 12 noon Pacific with Robert Hieronymus, I'm going to say this wrong, and Laura E. Kortner, (laughs) The Secret Life of Lady Liberty. And then next Wednesday Mm -hmm. is the anniversary show, our sixth anniversary um, at noon Pacific. But now I want to come back to you and give you the end time here to to say thank you. Oh, well, thank you, Edie. But just say thank you for being here and to quickly tell people where they can find you you again. What a joy to have you here. You're such a joy. It's such a joy. Likewise, Susan, it's just so, it's so much fun to chat with you. <laughs> um, thank you for having me. I I so appreciate it, and yeah, I'm just it's just such a always a pleasure to speak with you. And um, yeah, so I think you mentioned. I mean, people can find me on Facebook. 
You know, there's um, mm-hmm. on there is mm-hmm. Edie Summers or Edie Summers author if they want to follow me on a more, I guess, therapeutic or professional capacity. And there's PortlandWellnessCoach.com. That's my website. And then you can also then you can find I I do have a new book out and I'm I'm very thankful that it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh-huh. um, yeah, uh, it took ten years to write, and I'm I'm I feeling just grateful so for. Thank yes. you. And it's you know it was a journey in itself, and now I'm just you know I'm just happy to be done, and I feel um, it's called the memory of health, and you know it's it's a very detailed book on my my experience with a chronic condition, but then also what's known as CFS or chronic fatigue. Also, it explores chronic fatigue, not just as chronic fatigue syndrome, but also different types of chronic fatigue. And also, if you have any type of chronic illness, um, but you're also, I would say, very proactive and looking for answers, then that's what I found myself doing. And that's what saved me is is still being proactive and seeking answers. And for me, the answers were living mindfully and then also becoming a conscious consumer. So, um just really looking deeply at my ch- the choices that I was making and and how you know um, having ch- access to high quality food and supplements and yeah. all of that yeah. really impacted my well being. So you know that book is out and um, yeah and you can find it on Amazon and Lulu yeah, and, and other places, Barnes Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and there's a link on the the show page that hopefully oh, will help you. people unless they're thank listening you. on iTunes, in it. which case it doesn't it doesn't show up on the iTunes feed. Oh, but iTunes. but I I do invite yeah, actually Love very iTunes. few people tend to go to <laughs> iTunes. I should probably tell people <laughs> really? that you can listen to this show in different ways. And this is true of your show too, I, Edie, I should say. IT. Yeah. Is um, I love it's on iTunes. Is yeah, it, it is. And and yeah, I wanna awesome. call attention to this show is you can find it on yeah. frontierbeyondfear.com, and then Edie's show is the Wellness Coach, and I want to encourage you to explore <laughs> Edie's show as well, and 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 become followers of the show. Get Blog Talk log- logins, and they're easy to get, and just follow the shows that you like, and then you'll get announcements of when they're coming up live, and also when podcasts are available. I always put out an announcement to my follow list um, at the end mm-hmm. of every show, and then the people ahead of the show get a get a, a announcement of what's coming up. So, so um, you know, it's it's always nice to have another Blog Talk Radio host here mm-hmm. um, because we're just sharing from it, our yeah. heart. And, and you interview a lot of cool guests over there too. Thank you, Susan, and so do you. And it's just such a pleasure to be with here, with you here on Block Talk Radio. And I just, it's just, and you're the one who inspired me to start Block Talk on Block Talk Radio. So thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if well, you, knew that. you know, I think we're inspiring each other because you're eventually, I think you'll inspire me to finish my first book. Because, in fact, I mentioned this just That's on awesome. the last so episode that we share Love the it. same artist, the wonderful Richard oh, Crooks, my who has done the oh, artwork Richard for this show. Well, oh, he yes. did the Frontier oh, Beyond Fear imagery. Yeah, Richard oh, did so everything. He did yeah. my business logo. That um, I'll mention that too to people. Lighted Bridge oh, Communications. He? he did that. Oh, and he's done I everything. love that. Yeah, oh, he's a very cool, so brilliant, cool artist. 
and and I'm so oh, happy yes. that that he did your beautiful covers. So and and, and he's fun and to interview too. He's been on my show. Is he? Um, oh <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, you should sometime. You'd enjoy him. Yeah, that would be really but, fun. But anyway, now we're Very just chatting like friends on the phone, okay. which is so funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> but no, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Huh. That's the show. My show is so much just relaxed. I just let it flow into whatever, and that's why I encourage I whenever it. we get towards an anniversary or. Or even yeah. talking with a fellow host like you. For those listening now to the podcast, if yes. you want to do this, it's not that hard. You don't have to be it's a not, polished fun. speaker. You don't. Mm-hmm. You just have to be yourself, and it's really yes, fun exactly. to have a podcast. It's super fun. <laughs> it's super fun, and you never know where it can take you. And it, I love having conversations with people like. That's the that's the joy for me is just interviewing other people and getting to hear their stories. You know, I, I know we were talking about story earlier, and you know, we don't want to be necessarily attached to them. But my gosh, stories are really fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> and I just the well, insights the insights that come up, they are they are yeah. important. They're very therapeutic. They, but but yeah. we attach Absolutely. to the drama of them. It's, a, it's yeah. how we frame right. them. I think. But yes. I think it that. You know, part of you told your beautiful story in your book, and it's really powerful. And so, in that sense, oh, thank you, story Susan. is thank really you. important, and it's it's helped. Mm-hmm. It's obvious telling it your story has helped with your healing. Yes, that I will. I I concur with that. Telling your story is is very important. I believe it's very therapeutic, and I believe that's why counseling and therapy are so effective for people. It's also that, uh-huh. and it's the therapeutic relationship itself. But I totally agree. It's you know, it's telling your story, sharing your story, and having someone listen. I think is very, very important. Yeah. And then yeah. it's also and then for in terms of blog talk radio and like interviewing people, it's also the insights that you have that you wouldn't have on oh. your own. It's True. that collective energy. <laughs> it is. It's that anyway, energy, yeah. and it's so much. But you can feel it. It, it it really is that feeling of, you know, when two or more are gathered together kind of thing that I was mm-hmm. taught yeah. in my youth. It's just it, yeah. it's that, especially when we're really exploring uplifting things that can help mm-hmm. us and vulnerable things, you just feel absolutely. the energy. There is an energetic signature. I feel way better yeah. today. This is like my... My yoga, you know, um, radio oh. yoga. <laughs> it's a practice. It's a, it's oh my a gosh, Susan! It feels good. It Susan, does. I feel like you just developed. I feel like you just were had like an inspired and brand that developed there. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I, and you know, I, it's just, and you, you're one of the best too. Like you really are. Like I really feel like you're one of the best interviewers and. You know, I aspired, you know, Tammy Simon was my inspiration, and then I got an interviewer, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I was so nervous. But you are you are very inspiring to me, and you were my first guest. I just have to say this for anyone listening. Oh, that's right. Susan was my that's first right. guest on my show. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming uh, on. Oh, well, thank for having you. Me, and, 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 you know, I have to remind people, you know, I used Radio to think yoga. I couldn't talk spontaneously. I, I want to tell oh people out there, if you think, no, so I really good. did. I thought I could yeah. only write. I When I was younger, I mm-hmm. would have to read what I wrote as opposed to just talking because I mm-hmm. I did, just didn't think I was very good at talking. I didn't speak up in class for a long time. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. kind of got mm-hmm. shut down by a, a, an early teacher oh. who was real critical oh, in no. class. And, oh, and so this show in itself has been very freeing 
to just be me. I love and, it. And over, yeah. and over the years, I've learned to be more me. And I, again, encourage, I, I don't know, I don't mm. mean to be like, we're not, we're not like signed up to advertise for Blog Talk Radio this week, but the funny thing <laughs> is, it's spontaneously. We do yeah, it freely. Like, we do like, it freely. That? Maybe, maybe they'll give us a bonus. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. the thing is, is just I from love the, the heart, it's fun yes. and it's yes. good for us Absolutely. and it grows. It is. I feel myself growing every time. Yes. So. So well said. It's All so right. well said. Yes. And and radio yoga, so, don't forget. And, oh, somebody probably already me. reserved it somewhere else. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Maybe maybe anyway, that nice was chatting with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's, well, oh, take anyway. care. Take you care, too. Edie, and and thank, thank you so much you for having me on. For for being you. This was fun. Aww. It really was. So fun. Fun and, so fun, and inspiring. Susan. Absolutely. All right, and, well, like, and well, likewise, I'll talk. I'll see you soon. I look forward to doing this Take again. Care. We need to. Me too. We need to do this again because I would really Absolutely. enjoy it, and I know the listeners Absolutely. would too. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's we'll, 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 let's meet up again soon. Yes, you have a wonderful rest of your day, and and Thank we will you. talk again Me soon. Okay. okay. Take care. Take care. And to the listeners, once again, my gosh, I feel totally bubbly. I mean, that's that's the energy. And it's very cool when we just flow with another person. And and so it's fun to do this kind of thing. Um, and so anyway, I do want to remind you again, this show will be highlighted on FrontierBeyondFear.com. This is a listener-supported show. No, I really don't think there's a bonus in the mail for, for letting people know about Blog Talk, although I will tell you, if you go on to stations like Blog Talk, there can be some some ad revenue that, that comes to you as, as part of it, but it's really more about joy. And this show is needing the support of the listeners. That's how it is supported. So if you feel so inspired to help it, just go to FrontierBeyondFear.com and there are ways to help it. And also, energetic support is always welcome whether you believe in prayer or energy or whoever you want to hold this show in the light and any other show that you enjoy on Blog Talk Radio. And you know, so many times when we're inspired by someone, one of the ways we can support them, and I feel this about so many of my guests, including Edie, is we can just say, wow, you know, I'm going to send that person some light. Just, you know, we're all connected. And, you know, just energetically uplifting everyone that we come in contact with as much as we can. And maybe that's the lesson, too, right now in this world. Those of you who are listening before the election, if you're listening after the election, no matter what happens, who knows um, what world you're living in exactly, I would love to envision a world that is nearing more peace. And I actually believe in that with my heart, that no matter what occurs, we are growing in that direction because we are ascending in consciousness we are ascending we're not in that limited world where miracles don't exist miracles exist miracles are real and they can be unveiled in your life just through simple synchronicities and and the joy of interacting like today so no matter what what is happening now or across time and you only really focus on this moment 
like Edie said, let's send positive energy to one another and let's imagine ourselves surrounded by it too because that can only help us all. So, all right, very, very talkative today, but thank you everyone and check the schedule. We do have um, three shows coming up next week, three in a row, and I don't think I even mentioned the third one. Let's see, we got Tuesday, Wednesday is the anniversary, and um, oh, that's right, um, Thursday night I have Tracy Mahan coming back. She's going to do live readings um, Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, so three in a row, and I may even jump on the air um Again, even before then, on a Saturday night, if I feel so inclined, if I'm, that could happen. So watch the schedule and follow the shows that, that you enjoy. So take care, everyone. I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.